Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Oshan. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking to acting coach, actor, director, entertainment extraordinaire, Michelle Danner. Uh, Michelle Danner is a legendary acting teacher and founder of the Creative Center for the Arts and the Los Angeles Acting Conservatory. Michelle is also now well-established as a successful feature film director. Her latest film, Bad Impulse, is a psychological thriller about family secrets and modern technology. The film won Best Narrative Feature at the 2019 Air National Independent Film Awards and the Best Director Award at the 2019 Culver City Film Festival. Raised in a show business family and with a deep appreciation for all the performing arts, Danner also continues to run the boutique Cinema at the Edge Film Festival and previously was preparing to direct a new one-person play, Bonnie Culver's Norris, starring Anne Archer, based on the memoirs of the widow of writer Norman Mailer. Simply put, there's almost no one in the business who knows as much about acting and success as Michelle Danner, and her continued success in multiple creative fields makes her one of the most successful women working in the industry today. Michelle has a wealth of knowledge, and we get into that on the show today. We talk about her upbringing, her experience in acting, her experience in coaching, her unique approach to allow an actor to use whatever tools and skills that they have to create their own custom uh, toolbox of sorts. We get into all that and more on the podcast. And before we do, I do want to let you know that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Empire Toys. Nostalgia is something everyone loves, and Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on nostalgia overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane, a chance to reclaim what was once yours, but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. And is brought to you by Self Unbound. Your quality of life, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, is a direct reflection of the level of abundant energy, ease, and connection your nervous system has to experience your life. At Self Unbound, your nervous system takes center stage as we help unbind your limited healing potential through network spinal care. Access the first steps to your Unbound journey by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.selfunbound.com. And I just want to say, this is the last episode for 2022, last episode of season six of the podcast, and I am beyond thankful for the fact that you listeners show up every week, detoxing from life and figuring out how we can go make a more inclusive world. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, and I'm excited to see what 2023 will bring. Now, without further ado, my interview with Michelle is right up after this. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time, I'm so excited. We're going to talk about a lot of great acting, theater, performances, a lot of great information and knowledge with this wonderful woman, Michelle Danner. Michelle, how are you doing today? Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. I am doing well. I am doing well. It's uh, the holiday season, uh, and so there's a lot of busyness going on. Uh, I would say, but it, overall, it's it's going very well, and I'm excited to have the conversation today. Um, 
there's a few different topics, and I think what makes it interesting as well for me is having a little bit of background in this space uh, means that I, I've got quite a few uh, questions about how you approach teaching acting, how you approach movies, a lot of your um, coaching advice. So I'm excited to dig into a couple of those questions. But before we do that, here at the Detox Podcast, uh, we like to, if you're new to the, the podcast, I would say as new listeners, we like to invite people to quote unquote detox from the world around them for a short period of time, listen to the episode, uh, and learn how uh, other people live their lives. And so I like to ask my guest right at the start of the episode, and I'll start with you, Michelle, what, uh, what are you currently detoxing from in your life? Oh, um, sugar. <laughs> 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 it's always a good thing to detox from sugar. Um, other than that, starches, no. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'm i going to be very happy to detox when I finish this movie that I'm in post-production for Miranda's Victim, because right now I'm all in. Yeah. There's always a stage where you're just so immersed in a project, whether it be a movie or, or be uh, a play. Or a show, you're just like, you know, all in. And right. that's where I'm at right now. Um, so I, when I'm done, and I'm, I'll be definitely detoxing big time. Uh, and maybe uh, detoxing actually this time with sugar. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> right, right. No, I think that's good. There's so uh, you brought up something that I think is very uh, interesting. Uh, the concept of sort of going all in on a project, in this case, the movie uh, Miranda's Victim that you just mentioned. Um, I think for so many of us, there is a lot of day-to-day uh, -day work that we get engrossed in that we have to do. And then there's also so sort of these big tentpole projects that we're working on. And it can be a bit exhausting to try and navigate both of those spaces simultaneously. And so I think understanding when you need to go all in on something and for the short period of time or long period of time, and then finding out where that sort of ends and then allowing yourself the space to kind of come back, catch your breath, relax, focus, reorient, and then go on to the next thing is super crucial because I think there's so many of us that sort of go from, um, project to project to project that we don't afford ourselves that opportunity to rest. And that is what's so key and so needed in order to have the full energy spectrum for the next project that we encounter. That's why it's great to have kids right? because they keep reminding you where your energies need to be and they keep grounding you and they keep yes. teaching you and holding up a mirror. So, I, and giving you a chance every day to just, you know, be a better parent. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's when, you know, of course, not everybody has kids, but when you do, um, I think uh, it's a, it's a great purifier and it's a chance to reset. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I've got two little ones myself. And so it is a constant reminder, uh, a constant opportunity to have a reminder uh, to refocus, just as you said. Um, well said. I, I want to, Michelle, I want to ask, uh, as we're starting to to get into the acting side of it all, uh, if you could walk us through sort of your background in the craft and how you came to acting, how you came to performance, and, and what that initial early journey looked like for you. So 
my dad was the president of the William Morris Agency, now William Morris Endeavor. And he opened the very first offices in Europe, in Paris, off the Champs-Élysées of the William Morris. And so when I was little, he would take me to work. I would play under his desk. And I was privy to all these big stars coming in, Charles Aznavour, uh, Maurice Chevalier, all these French singers, uh, Edith Piaf, um, Julio Iglesias, I mean, so many. Um, yeah. It was the A-lister, you know, at the time. Um, and they would talk about their dreams and their goals and their tours and their appearances. So, you know, at an early age, I was exposed to art. Yeah. And then as I grew up in Europe and in Paris, I would go to the museum, often by myself. My grandmother, who was a well-known impressionist painter, would take me, actually, as well. Um, I would go to the movies, I would go to the theater, I would study theater. I just immersed myself at a very young age. And my father always said, you know, education in Europe is better, you know, uh, <laughs> it introduces you to, to more things. And so I was introduced to classical literature and contemporary at the time literature. And I was um, just passionate about, you know, words and spoken words. And so I grew up in this whole atmosphere of art. Mm -hmm. Everything was about art. Um, and then I moved to New York when I was a teenager. My, my family moved back to the States and I had the opportunity to study with uh, an iconic acting teacher, Stella Adler mm -hmm. and Uta Hagen and, um, and Herbert Bergdorf and uh, Bill Esper, who taught Meisner. And so I was, I, I started to teach and really learn about different viewpoints, different philosophies of acting, and was very passionate about it very early on. Little did I know that I was going to be so passionate that I was going to be teaching it right. one day, <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and happy to do so. Uh, so, you know, I always start my master classes with three questions. What is a great actor? Uh, what is great acting and what's a great acting moment? Mm. And we kind of dig in deep in terms of what that means. Um, and that's what I'll be doing this weekend because I'll be teaching this weekend for the first time live since oh. this whole thing with COVID started. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of Zoom and I directed a movie, a big movie recently, but I didn't do this class live. So this is going to be very interesting and very meaningful. Yeah. And um, those were, this is how I started, you know, it was, I was born into this family, into this dad who was an entrepreneur. My mother was a singer, still is, she's still alive, she's 87. Um, and, uh, you know, basically I grew up amongst artists. It, It's always so cool to hear, <clears throat> especially when someone is, has been in the arts and is still in the arts um, in quite a significant way to hear the journey that it takes um, and the reasons why one has chosen uh, to stay. You, you, you spoke about, so first of all, I think it's congratulations on directing the movie and I'm very excited to hear how uh, the class is going to go uh, afterwards. You'll have to let me know because I think that's, it's so uh, there's so many things, there's so much there coming back into an in-person setting after having been remote for so many, for two years is huge. I think so many of us feel that when we are 
in the presence of other people and feeling the buzz and the energy again and, and in different ways. So I'm interested to hear about that. In addition, you talked about the teaching and, and we know that you do quite a bit of, of teaching and acting courses and classes. So I'm curious about, I know you've got um, something on your site that you talk about the, the, the golden box uh, is what you, you mention as far as what actors can, yes. can craft. So can you walk us through a little bit about your approach uh, and then also what the golden box is? Yes. So very early on, as I was lucky enough to study with Stella Adler and some extraordinary teachers, Ura Hagen, but one thing that I questioned as a teenager and a young actress was when the teachings seemed to be dogmatic for me. Mm. And this is the only way. This is how you're going to act. Mm. This is how you're going to create a character. This is how you're going to work on a script. And I was like, really? But I can think of another way. And I can think of another way. And I can think of, of another way. And so, therefore, I was very interested always in finding out and in working outside of the box. Um, so I started to read about the different philosophies and acting. And everybody made sense to me. It wasn't like either or. It was like, oh, well, it could be this. And in some parts, you know, I could use these tools. And if I worked on that, I could work on, I could do this. So I, I stayed very open and flexible to incorporating whatever different insights from, from different teachers. And so I never wanted to teach in that way that was just, this is, I never wanted to tell my students, this is how you should do it. I want them to discover what are the best tools that would work best for them. Um, so therefore I, I developed a technique called the golden box, which is a toolbox for actors, but where actors put in the tools that work for them. In other words, you study all the different techniques and then you pick the ones that work the best. Mm -hmm. And so no one is the same. You can't teach acting and, and say, you know, uh, have this herd mentality. Everybody come to the middle and everybody is the same because obviously everybody is not. When you come right. to artists, everybody is unique and everybody needs to develop a unique toolbox, which I say is their gold because nobody else possesses their gold. Right. What works for you is not going to work for me. And um, and develop this wonderful toolbox that not only encompasses, you know, tools, uh, acting techniques, but also lessons that you learn when you're on set or when you're on stage. You add that to the toolbox and then you add life, life lessons, life experiences. You know, when you have kids, that certainly, uh, you know, gives you a lot of them. You add those also to that toolbox. So um, this is a toolbox that only you have the key to. It's your personal toolbox. I, that's so profound because <laughs> grow, growing up, uh, speaking from my own experience, there were so many teachers and classes that I took where it was, this is the way you approach a script. This is a way you approach a character. And there were some situations where I went, yes, I'm I feel I'm absolutely nailing it. This is excellent. And other times where I'm like, I just can't grasp this concept. Like, I mean, I or not not that I'm not grasping the concept, that it doesn't feel like it's applying to me based on the way it's being described. And it felt a little um, 
defeating, I would say, in a lot of ways, because it felt like I'm not aligning or assimilating in certain ways with what is being laid out that I need to take. And then when you lay it out as far as the ability of an actor to know everything that's out there and understand a different, a bunch of different approaches one can have, and then picking from it what works for them because of who they are based on their life experiences, their situation, who they are as an individual, and pulling all of that together into their own unique toolbox, that is what allows them to stand out and to maximize their skills. That's, that's genius. Like, wonderful. I couldn't have said it any better. That's exactly <laughs> right. You, you've you said it. <laughs> it's... Um, and that's what I think we're 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 slowly starting to learn in other areas of life is that um, from an education model, from a work model, uh, like corporate work model, um, and in a lot of other ways, we as a society we're programming people to try and fit into one way of being, doing, and existing, without recognizing. The obvious fact that everybody is unique and different and has their own experiences. And so in, inevitably, some people are going to rise, some people aren't going to rise based on the conditions that are set out. Instead of allowing people to learn and thrive in their own way and bring what they've got. So I think we're starting to, to, to lean into the sort of golden box mentality, but in a lot of other areas, people are still lacking because I think we're still so programmed to try and see things in one way. And it's, it's quite frustrating. No, absolutely. But that is outdated thinking. And that's yeah. when, you know, I started to tour, tour schools for my children. I was always, you know, drawn to schools that had progressive thinking mm -hmm. and progressive education because you have to understand that you have to evolve right. with the times and you can't get stuck with a way of doing it that, you know, might have worked in the past, but no longer works now. Now it's a different, it's a different day and everything evolves, everything changes and you have to go with the flow of the times. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's incredible. I want to know, um, so talk to us about some of your current projects maybe that you you mentioned uh, Miranda's victim um, and you mentioned before that directing a feature-length film so what what projects are you most excited about that you've either just finished recently or maybe are about to start or maybe in the middle of that you want to share well you know it's interesting because I'm really um I wake up every day and I'm just excited I'm excited because I'm finishing this movie. I'm going to give birth to this movie. It's about the Miranda rights. Uh, oh, that's awesome. It, it's never been done. Uh, nobody knows the story. And, you know, to be able to tell a story that's never been done is is quite unique. So I'm really excited about this. In my last movie, The Runner, that I did, I had... Uh, we start with a scene where, you know, somebody gets arrested, this teen gets arrested, and the detective says, you have the right to remain silent and anything. But I never questioned, like, where did that come from? Right. And now I know. And I've told this story. Um, I'm also um, in development with other projects. I'm going to start pre-production soon on a, on a wonderful comedy. <laughs> It'll be a, a shift of this great courtroom uh, drama, suspenseful thriller that I just did, that I just uh, worked on. Uh, I'm also working with a wonderful actress, Ann Archer, on uh, a show that will be virtual at first called A Ticket to the Circus. It's about uh, 
the the wife of uh, Norman Mailer, Norris Church Mailer, written by Bonnie Culver. Very exciting project. Uh, it's like a slice of history and literature back in those days. Uh, I believe Norman Mailer is going to be celebrating his 100th year anniversary. I'm good friends with his youngest son, John Buffalo Mailer, who's incredibly talented. And so I have this project and I'm also writing. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm excited. I mean, I think that when you're a director working um, and then I'm also teaching, but when you're a director working and you're thinking about the stories that you want to tell and you start to develop and you have as so many directors do many different stories and you never know which is the movie that's going to get greenlit, what's about to go. So you, you work on different things and you stay open and, you know, sometimes the script, I mean, it takes years to get a script done, but you wake up and you had a, a dream in the middle of the night and like, oh, you know, I need to go back and look at this scene and look at this character's motivations and, and you um, deepen it. Mm. You add something to it, you deepen it. And, and this is what just happened with the script that I had, you know, we, we kept adding different complex moments to it. Um, so that's, that's a process for you. Process is very interesting thing because, um, you have to stay open and not wanting to get it right and being willing to get it wrong and, um, and just keep going. I, um, not too long ago, had a wonderful conversation with the extraordinary director Ridley Scott and, he had seen the movie that I had directed, The Runner, which is out distributed by Saban Films. You can find it. It was on demand for a while, and now it's it's everywhere else. Uh, and, um, and and Ridley Scott was very kind. He praised my work, which I was very grateful for coming, grateful for coming yeah. from him. Yeah. But then he said something that I really believe that is my motto in life. He said the key is to keep doing it, hmm. and. I really believe that that is true. And, you know, you just, you you fall, fall down, you get up, you know, you dust yourself off and you keep going. And if you fall again, then so be it. You fall again. Or if you rise, then that's wonderful. You know, you rise and that feels good. It does feel good to win and to be recognized. There's no question about that. Um, but both are a uh, learning experience, both of them. So it, it's okay to fail. You know, it's all right. You're not a terrible person because you didn't get it right, because you failed. You just learned. Right. So I love the process. And at times, don't get me wrong, it's really excruciating and it's difficult because you struggle and you don't know. And, you know, every time I start on a new project, a new movie, I go, why are you putting yourself through this you know you don't have to do this yeah especially because i never want to do anything i've always said that to everybody i never want to do it i have to push myself because i know it's good to raise the bar yeah. i know it's good to push yourself to grow um you know to to search for something that you know um raises it uh i've shown the movie whiplash to my students mm. to my kids I've discussed it. I said, you have to bleed metaphorically, of course, not real, not physically. <laughs> right. But, you know, you got to push yourself. You got to push yourself with that work ethic. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's what's important. Absolutely. There was so much goodness there. I absolutely loved it. I want to ask you a couple more questions before we start to wrap. So um, one, in the spirit of coaching and teaching, is there one uh, sort of unique story that you have either from teaching a class or maybe teaching somebody one-on-one that was a unique experience or challenge that you hadn't encountered before? Well, I have so many stories, but I'll tell a story about uh, Vern Troyer, who came to coach with me for a movie. And I, I guess I didn't hear it. I didn't realize it. I don't know. I was out to lunch. I didn't know he was coming. And that day it was raining and my assistant was sick. She called in sick. So I opened the door and I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like surprised. Um, I, um, and he was very gracious and he comes and he sits down and we start to work. And then he says, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be here for two hours. And I had booked somebody. I mean, it was like a mess. I was like, I'm so sorry. But then he came back and, and we became friends. And then I cast him in a movie that I directed called The Bandit Hound, which people love with kids and dogs. And it's one actually for your kids when when they grow up. It's a cute little movie. Yeah. And, and Vern is in it. He has a scene with Lou Ferrigno, the original. Oh, Hulk. yeah, yeah. So, Mini me versus the original Hulk. But anyway, that, that story that he came and I didn't know that it was him. And uh, I was, you know, I had a gasp and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, you know, but and at first he looked at me and I was like, huh, I don't know if it's going to work out with this woman. Uh, and then we became friends and it all worked out. And, uh, you know, wherever he is, I hope he's at peace and being creative somewhere. I love that. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I think the last uh, last question I have before we transition to the final segment of the show is um, what is one last piece of advice um, that you haven't shared that you like to share with new, young, aspiring actors? You know, it's always the same advice is... But there, there could be many advices, of course, you know, there could just be very. Um, but today it's actually different than any other time somebody has asked me this question because I have been asked this question before. Sure. Um, so today my answer is stay empathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, open up your humanity to what is required and who needs it. That's good. That's good. And that's such key advice in general. And I think that's powerful for us all to remember. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, We are going to go uh, to the final segment of the show. So it's a segment I like to call Things to Check Out. It is uh, part of the show where I provide a recommendation of something to read, watch, and or listen to. And I invite my guests to do the same. So I'll go first. Uh, So we had, well, first of all, there's a lot of good recommendations, excuse me, that uh, you've already shared. So we've got Miranda Wright's to, or sorry, Miranda's Victim to look forward to that's coming out. Uh, You talked about Mm -hmm. The Runner that folks can go check out. Uh, And The Bandit Hound, which I looked up and I saw Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec was in that. Uh, Jerry, Gary, Terry, Gergich. (laughs) He has a wonderful scene, which they improvise some of it. With Paul Sorvino, I did two movies with Paul Sorvino. Ah, that's right. He was in that as well. 
Yeah, he was in that wonderful, uh, he came and did a few scenes and Jim O'Hare was in it. And, you know, the two of them just <laughs> struck light. Yeah. So folks can uh, need to absolutely go check those out. So I would say beyond the recommendations that we've talked about, um, a couple things that I've actually, you know, I think I've been on sort of a, a classics kick. And what I mean by that is um, I'd, I stumbled onto this podcast called Let's Talk to Lucy, which was uh, a radio show that Lucille Ball had way back when on CBS radio, where she interviewed her Hollywood uh, co-stars and friends. And, and that was in an archive and somebody found it and dusted it off and put it out as a podcast. And it's been so interesting to hear her, um, her interview her co-star, like Danny Kaye was on there on one episode as an example, and just the the casual nature of the conversations between these these icons has been so interesting to listen to. So that's why I've been listening to um, film. I'm a huge Humphrey Bogart fan, so I just recently rewatched The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. It's probably my favorite film uh, featuring him. And then book, uh, I just interviewed uh, Robert Burke Warren, who wrote a book, or rather compiled the book, Cash on Cash, which is a series of interviews of Johnny Cash speaking about himself in various publications. So that's what I have uh, a recommendation to read, watch, and listen to. Michelle, what uh, recommendations might you have for our guests? Or well, our You're the guest. I <laughs> love this book called The Unfettered Soul by Michael Singer. I think it's a wonderful book. It'll also be an acting book. Um, it's a book about, you know, life, spirituality, Um there's another book I started to read called Sapiens, which is also quite wonderful, a history of humanity. Um, I'm watching The White Lotus, which mm. I love. Um, you know, there's so much good stuff to watch, but The White Lotus is is quite good. Um, and uh, there you go. I have about 20 movies that are waiting for me to watch the Oscar movies that are coming out. That's right. And so I can't wait to see all of those. That'll be excellent. Uh, well, Michelle, thank you so much. If people want to follow you and see what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, well, online, you just, I think, Google Michelle Danner, michelledanner.com, Los Angeles Acting Conservatory. Uh, and I think the Instagram is Michelle Danner LA. I mean, you can find me. Perfect. We will put it in the show notes. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was such a delight, and I'm excited to check out your films, and I'm excited to check out uh, the films to come. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so, so much. Well, listeners, you've been detoxing with Detox. Now go and make a more inclusive world. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Detox Podcast or visit DetoxPodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.